Super duper do, how are you? I'm sure you are amazing. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite communication tools. Rather than saying to somebody, how are you? I always say, super duper do, how are you? I'm sure you are amazing. And uh, it's interesting that you can then put somebody's headspace or you can aim to put somebody's headspace into something that's a little bit more positive rather than how are you and you get a big long list of reasons why people aren't very happy. So why am I sharing that with you? I get asked on a very regular basis, Rowie, how do I communicate effectively? How do I have great conversations? Are there rules to communication uh, to make sure that, A, I don't make a fool of myself in conversations? And a lot of people are very nervous when they go into a conversation. Uh, is it a famous person? Is it an important person? Is it somebody that I need to impress? And what if I say something stupid uh, right through to I'm going on a hot date or I've got a, a career interview or I'm meeting my, my partner's family? How do I communicate effectively so that I don't look silly and that I sound intelligent and that I appear amazing? Woohoo! <laughs> there are some great rules to communication uh, and I feel like I was given a special gift uh, at a very young age. A lot of the the rules and suggestions and ideas and strategies for being good at communication uh, were shared with me. Now, when I say shared with me, I went looking for them. <laughs> uh, I was put into a position at a very young age where I was in a leadership role and I knew that I needed to get good at communication. So it's one of the things that I study every day. I love the human body and I study anatomy and physiology. I want everybody to have a career or business that they love, so I study business success. I want everybody to be financially free, so I'm always uh, looking at how can I inspire and excite people to uh, save money, invest money, to be financially free so you can have freedom and choice with your money, and then how do you communicate effectively so that you have great relationships with yourself and with other people. Now that's Romax, that's how, why Romax exists. That's why I'm here every day. I'd love that for everybody. I'm going to say it again. To be healthy, fit and strong, have a career or business that you love, be financially free and have great relationships. So the relationship part, of course, the first three we have a fair bit of control over. We can choose to be healthy, fit and strong. We can choose which career path we have or which business we're in. We can choose what we do with our money. But people, it's a bit more complicated <laughs> because we can't control what other people do. Would that be fair? So how do we communicate effectively so that, yes, we are... Uh, we don't make a fool of ourselves. And I was very, always very concerned about that, particularly when I was in a leadership role at a young age. I didn't want to appear arrogant. I didn't want to appear stupid. I didn't want to appear naive. I wanted people to like me. And as I say all of those things, is there a challenge with that? Because listen to what I said. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to. And very privileged that because I went studying communication, I learned that it isn't about me. And if I make every conversation about me, if I make all my communication, my relationships, my contact with people, if I make it about me, there's a couple of real major challenges there. One is if I'm always talking about myself, what does that sound like? Boring. <laughs> if I'm always talking about myself and I'm just repeating what I already know and giving that information to other people, what happens to my ability to learn more about other people, about a situation? Even if I think I know about something, if I'm just talking and I'm delivering information, oh, I, 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 I. And I just as an interesting side note there, uh, the behavioral scientists and the communication experts, 
they will often study, if, if you go to them and say, I want some help with my communication, one of the things they do, only because I've been through the experience, is they will put a microphone on you, a recording device, and or a camera, and record how many times you say I or talk about yourself. Because the major challenge with communication, is it possible, <laughs> that people are not interested in you. They're not interested in me. People are not interested in me. Is it possible that people are interested in what you can do for them? So there's a really great place to start. If you want to uh, have a, a great communication with somebody, if you want to have great, if you come in contact with somebody, if you even feel tempted to talk about yourself, and it's been suggested that you don't, but if you are, I really want to tell this story or I really want to give information about myself, it's been suggested that you have to link that, the story about yourself, to something that would help the person. And it comes in a form of an interesting acronym, WIFM, WIFM. What's in it for me? And not for me, the person doing the talking. What's in it for the person doing the listening? What's in it for me to listen to you talk? And it's a great headspace to, before you open your mouth, and I'll go a, a step back. If you think about some of these things before you start talking, is it possible that your, your communication will slow down? You'll be more conscious of what you're about to say and you're less likely to say something stupid because you're actually thinking about what you're going to say. Could that be a good idea? So if you are conscious of these couple of really cool things that I was taught, given as a gift, uh, <laughs> learnt the hard way a lot of the time, but I wanted to be great at communication. How about you? I didn't want to make a fool of myself. And because now, uh, and I always share this passionately, I am a very old lady, I am, and I'm sharing that with you because I've lived a really long time and experienced a lot of stuff and done a lot of stupid stuff, but I've also had some beautiful successes in my life, and one of them is with communication. Because I've been studying communication all of my life, I've had the privilege of chatting at some very big medical conferences big commercial, uh, professional uh, success conferences. I've spoken at uh, lots of schools, uh, lots of conventions. Uh, I've, I've had the experience of being asked to communicate with large groups of people. Now, I learned that the hard way too, that there's a lot of mistakes you can make, and I've made all of them, absolute, full, complete idiot of myself. Uh, but one thing I'm really proud of is that when I make a mistake, I learn from it. So please learn from my mistakes. And I'll use that as an example. I've shared something about myself, but I'm sharing it with you because I, I would like you to, and I, this is a great expression, uh, learn from other people's mistakes. O-P-M, other people's mistakes. It's a quicker way to learn. So learn from mine. So the first thing I had to learn the hard way is, and we all need to learn, is that people don't care about us. They care about what we can do for them. And that sounds really harsh, but <laughs> unless it's somebody who is madly in love with you or is part of your close circle of influence, is it possible that people actually don't care about you or what you've done or where you've been or what you've achieved or what, you've, what you even know? The only reason they would ever want to make that connection is if they think that something that you've got, something you've done, something that you've experienced could help them in their area of, or some area of their life. And 
uh, I don't know whether that's sad or just human nature or just the truth. Uh, but when I accepted that, because I wanted people to like me, so I would do a lot of talking. If you've ever been in that situation where you've come out of a conversation, you've done all the talking, and you've thought, I hope I talked enough that they like me. Well, it's the reverse of that, and that's what I learned the hard way, is that people aren't interested in me, they're interested in what I can do for them. But how can I help anybody, how can I add value to anybody's life if I don't find out about them first? And if I'm talking about myself, how can I find out about the other person? If I'm delivering information, that stuff that I already know, it's just hot air gas coming out of my mouth, and it's not something that's going to add value. I might think it's adding value to somebody else's life, but unless it, it literally, they can say, what's in it for me to listen to Rowie talk, it's going to give me this, this, and this. And maybe that's something that we need to point out. And I'll use the example of Romax. Romax is here every day to make sure that you get as much information as possible from the best people in the world on how to be healthy, fit, and strong, how to have a career or business that you love, how to be financially free, and how to have great relationships, how to be a great communicator. So it's a very specific, this is what we're here for. So if you're going to communicate effectively, number one, and I'll just start from the very beginning, the experts, behavioral scientists suggest that when we communicate, a very small percentage of what we say, uh, or the way we communicate, is our words, a very tiny percentage. Now, they argue about whether it's 5% or 7% or 10%, that they're all different, but it's a tiny percentage. So the actual words that we say, not very important. <laughs> The next major percentage of communication is the way we say it. So our facial expressions, our voice intonation, our body language says add so much more to the conversation. So you can use words, but then you've got to add in facial expressions, voice intonation, body language. I say that again because in a world where we do a lot of typing and a lot of emailing and a lot of texting and a lot of words, is it possible that our communication has become very poor? or people misinterpret what we've got to say because we've, we're only using words. When you, when you type, when you text, when you email, when you post on social media, people can't see your face, they can't hear your voice, they can't see your body language, they haven't got that connection. But the most important part of our communication, according to the behavioral scientists, is not our words and not our body language, it's who we really are. So when you're communicating, this is the question that, I've, that I always ask. It's a really, for me, one of the most important experiences I've ever been taken through in my life is to decide who you are. And for me, I was, as I always share, I picked five words. I was 18 years of age, and I decided that I was going to be that person for the rest of my life. Tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined, and professional. And I connected those words to my fingers that I can take those words with me everywhere I go and be that person. So in a communication situation, in a conversation, uh, that's who I have to be. So if, if the words turn negative, I'm going to turn them to positive because one of my words is positive. If somebody's being unfair, I'm going to turn it back into fair because that's one of my words. Uh, if somebody's being uh, unprofessional, I'm going to turn it into professional because that's one of my words. So who are you? What do you stand for? What are your core values? I always ask those questions because all of that will come out in your communication, uh, the person that you really are. So 
a small percentage words, a much larger percentage, and some say up to 50% is your body language. But the biggest part of our communication is who we really are. So if you're pretending to be somebody else, if you're putting on a show, if you're trying to be impressive, if you want people to like you, is it possible that your communication will screw up because it's not who you really are? So you can say, and I always use this example, have you ever been in a situation where somebody said something and the words were fine, their body language was, there was no challenge, they had great voice intonation, they had great facial expressions, but you walked away from the conversation and said, no, nah, don't trust them. Or somebody said all the right things and they said, said all the right things in the right way, but you walked away from them and went, nah, dickhead. I use that expression, I'm not sure how that translates into lots of different languages, but that's what a lot of people have shared with me. They sounded good and they looked good, but they were a dickhead. I just didn't like them, nothing about them. And the word that the experts use was, or is congruent, they share with us that person was not congruent, not in sync with who they really are. So that important part of communication is obviously a great place to start. Who are you and be that person? Then if you're going to deliver information, be aware that yes, there's, there's words. So should we use great words? Should, we, should, should our words be in sync with the person that we are? Uh, our facial expressions, our body language and our voice intonation. Usually if you're, uh, and this is a really cool thing, if you're being who you really are, and you're passionate and you're excited and you love what you're saying, usually your body language and facial expressions will just come along with you. You don't have to think about them. One of the challenges when, when you're in a communication situation and somebody you feel like you can't trust them, it's usually because they're aware of the words that they're using, they're aware of their body language and they're trying to manipulate you with their facial expressions, their voice intonation and their body language, and that's why you walk away and you feel like you can't trust them. Uh, Yes, we can all be trained very effectively to communicate. <laughs> a lot of salespeople are trained very well, but the missing bit is who are you? And I'll use another, that's a very simple example. Have you ever been in a situation where somebody said the right thing, they said it in the right way with the right body language, but you didn't want to buy their product or service because you felt like they were trying to sell you something? They weren't wanting to add value to your life. They were just trying to make money, pay their electricity bill, take your money. And uh, that's one of those really interesting things about communication that we have no control over. We can control our words. We can control our body language and our facial expressions and our voice intonation, but we can't control who we really are because that just comes out naturally. So that's the really important part of being confident in any situation. It's just to be you. Because if you're pretending to be somebody else, is it possible that no one will ever get to know you and they'll just want, they just won't trust you? So what a great place to start. Then, of course, what am I going to say? Is it going to add value? Not tell my story, but how will my story add value to somebody else's life? But how could I add value to somebody else's life if I don't get to know them? And this is the really special part that I, I cannot express in any way, shape or form how this has changed my life. But this information is available to everybody in every communication book, in every sales book, in every behavioral scientist training information strategy. It's available everywhere. But I have never experienced it. And I share this, uh, how do I put this? I've been taught by the best in the world to ask 
ask questions, not to tell, not to give information, not to give advice, but to ask questions. Because is it possible that everybody's got their own opinion, everybody's got the right information that they need, but if you ask, all you've got to do is ask the right questions and that person will come up with their, the best ideas for themselves rather than being told what to do. I'll rephrase again. Is it possible that people would like to come up with their own ideas? Would it be respectful to let people come up with their own ideas rather than tell them what to do? I'll ask a different question. Do you like being told what to do or do you like to think for yourself? And that's uh, the ultimate communication tool that I've been taught, that I've studied, that I've analyzed, that's added massive value to my life, but I just, I don't experience it. Every conversation I go into, every person that I chat to, it's always people telling me, preaching at me, there's never any questions. And it's really interesting, and this is where this becomes such an important communication tool. How can I give information if I don't know about the person? How can I give advice if I haven't asked the right questions? Uh, And it never ceases to amaze me because I have people preach at me, I'm sure that you do too, about what I should and shouldn't do and what I should and shouldn't eat and how I should and shouldn't exercise. But they don't know anything about me. It's lovely that people are passionate. I love passion and I love it that people get excited and tell loudly what people should do. But if you don't know the person's experience, the stress levels in their life, their family situation, what their beliefs are, what their core values are, all the things that are important to them, how can you even have a conversation? So could it be a really good idea that any contact that you have with any person Rather than delivering information about yourself, which is the first question to ever ask, of course, if you're going to deliver information about yourself is, what's in it for the other person to listen to my story? Why would they want to? But why is that important? Surely the other person is the important one. And I'll go a step further. A lot of people share with me that they're nervous about conversations. Like I shared, they're nervous to meet the family or they're nervous to have a career interview or they're nervous to go on a hot date. But this this communication tool of asking questions means that you never have to be nervous. Because if I'm asking the questions and you're answering the questions, who's in control of the conversation? And if I'm in control of the conversation because I'm asking the questions, wouldn't I feel more confident? And because I don't have to do any talking, because I'm actually not, all I'm doing is asking questions, is it possible that everybody will walk away from me feeling like they've had a great conversation because they've talked about themselves? And this is the beautiful thing about human nature that we can rely on every single time, that if you ask questions, people will answer the question. We've been taught since we were really little, since we could talk, if the lady asks you a question, you need to answer the question. That man just asked you how old you are, make sure you tell him, little Johnny. We've been uh, brainwashed, we've been taught, we've been educated that if somebody asks us a question, we need to answer the question. So you and I can take full advantage of that because if I want to get to know somebody, I have to ask questions. Human nature says that people will answer my questions. The funny thing there is a lot of people share with me, oh, but Rowie, people don't like to answer, to ask, answer my questions. Well, could I please ask, and sometimes I beg, uh, give it a go. 
rather than talking about yourself and delivering information and preaching at people and telling them what to do, could it be just try it just as an idea? Ask questions and see what happens. Ask somebody a question, and this is the communication technique that uh, I can roll this off my tongue because I've been practicing this my whole life. I've been, this is where my study and analysis started was with communication uh, training. If you ask a question, you then lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language, and actively listen. And is it possible that if you do that, if you ask a question and you lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language, and actively listen, that somebody could talk for a really long time? Uh, we have a, a almost a, a fun conversation, even a joke at our house. Uh, everywhere I go, if I go shopping, for example, uh, K-Man's got to go and do the shopping because I will say to somebody, super duper doo, how are you? I'm sure you are amazing. Tell me why you're amazing. And I lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language and actively listen and people talk for a very long time. And I share with you, this is a very special thing for me. I can doesn't pick a shop, pick a supermarket, a petrol station, a retail store, doesn't matter, every tradie that's ever come to my house. Uh, I ask questions and I get to know people. I remember the answers and people go, how, Rowie, how do you know so much about so many people? Because I ask questions and listen. Because I really am in the understanding of if I'm talking about myself, all I'm hearing is what I already know. How can I help somebody else? How can I communicate effectively if I don't ask the other person about them? So that's how I live my life. And I'm sharing that with you because... It's e for me, it is easy to communicate. I don't ever get nervous in any situation. And I've met billionaires, I've met government officials, I've met famous people, famous athletes, sports people, musicians. And I never get nervous chatting to those people because I don't chat. I just ask questions. Tell me about you. And that, what I've just given you, I've just kind of laid it out there as a blur. But this, that is the ultimate question. Tell me about you. Just try it on with everybody that you meet. Tell me about you. Lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language and actively listen. Actively listen means that you nod your head and you don't. You actually don't say anything but you make noises so that people continue to talk. Uh, it's, it never, it never, uh, never ceases to amaze me how much and how long people talk. Now there's a really important part there though and I'll go back to the first bit. It's the words are tell me about you. The body language is lean forward, maintain eye contact and open up your body language so that you are genuinely interested in what the person's got to say. But you have to be interested in what the person's got to say. If you're not interested, this won't work. But if you are not wanting to just deliver your information and talk about you, <laughs> if you are genuinely interested in what the other person's got to say, is it possible that they will talk to you? And if people are talking to you and you are genuinely interested in what they've got to say, is it possible that there's a real win-win there? Because you will get so much information and you will learn so much every single day. It doesn't matter who I come in contact with, whether it's the, the person who comes to fix my electric, electric lights or the person at the supermarket or the person at the petrol station or the person in the retail store. I learn from everybody because I ask that beautiful question, tell me about you. 
the next part of that is uh, ask more questions about each answer. So as people are answering your questions, just keep asking questions about each answer. Uh, so the suggestion is ask two or three questions about each answer. And I'm going to wrap all of that up because this really is a very simple process. Who are you? What do you stand for? So that your body language, voice intonation and, and, and uh, facial expressions match who you really are. So there's not an inconsistency there. Then be genuinely interested in other people. You will control the conversation if you're asking the questions. If you lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language and actively listen, people will talk. If you are genuinely interested in other people, is it possible that they will continue to talk? And now we've got a win-win because you're learning lots of stuff. The other person gets to talk about themselves. People often ask me this question though, Rowie, when do I get to talk? <laughs> if I have to do all the listening, when do I get to talk? And that's a really great question. Is it possible that in a true relationship, in a in a love relationship, in a fully connected relationship, that you've got now two people who genuinely care about each other, should the conversation now be 50-50? The suggestion from the experts is that in any other conversation, it should be 80-20. You asking the questions, 20% of the conversation, and the other person talking is 80% of the conversation. So you don't actually talk, you just ask all the questions and the other person answers. Uh, in, a, in a true friendship, in a true connected relationship, that should be 50-50. But they still suggest, and, and it certainly worked beautifully for me, is that if you are first interested, so seek first to understand before you seek to be understood. It's one of those beautiful seven habits of highly effective people. If you ask the question first, tell me about you, whether it's with your partner or your family or your children or your next door neighbor or the, the people closest to you, if you put in the effort first, is it possible that then the other person, if they really care about you, will then also put the effort in? So then it becomes a 50-50 conversation. So win-win. <laughs> win is that I learn lots of stuff, the other person gets to talk, and most people don't ever get to talk, and that's why when there's somebody who's genuinely interested in listening, they will. Uh, one of the interesting take notes there is, as women, we're often considered to be better at communicating, but if you have a look at how women communicate and how men communicate, it's, I watch this very carefully. Everywhere I go, every restaurant, every cafe, every shop I go into, I watch how people communicate. And it's interesting, if you've got a group of women, there'll be three, four, five women, they're all talking at once. So who's doing the listening? There are so many people who really need to talk, but nobody listens. Uh, here's another great question. The reason for lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language and actively listen is that you keep listening until the person's finished. Then you paraphrase back so that they know that you were listening. But there's a really uh, very subtle and sophisticated uh, connection there, which is pause before replying. So open body language, lean forward, maintain eye contact, actively listen, be able to paraphrase back. But before you do, you literally pause. Now, a couple of things happen there. If you pause for a long time, the other person will just keep talking, which is great because it means they haven't finished talking yet. But the pause before replying, could that subtly, sophisticatedly, if there's such a word, share with the person that's talking to you 
that you actually were listening to what they had to say and now you've got to think about what you're going to say. Because most of the time, and I'm sure you've been in this situation where you've been talking and you know that the other person isn't listening to what you've got to say because they're thinking about what they're going to say next. And I do this for fun. (laughs) I just stop talking. Because why would I waste my breath? Why would I waste energy if I'm talking and the other person's not listening? Uh, Very rare for me to do that, by the way, because I'm usually doing the listening. And I share that because I want to. I'm learning every day, I'm studying every day, I'm researching every day, so I get a lot of information. When I meet other people, I want to learn about them. I don't want to talk about me and I don't want to deliver information, I want to learn about the other person. There's a big win there because I get to learn and they get to talk. And that's a very special thing for a lot of people because most people don't have somebody to listen. So if you want to be confident in every conversation, if you want to go on a hot date and never make a fool of yourself, if you want to have a really great experience with a career interview so that you get every career, if you go, if you apply for a position, you will get the position if you do this, which is ask questions and control the conversation. If you're talking to a boss of an organization and you ask questions about that organization because you've researched and you understand how that understand a little bit about how that organization works and you ask the right questions, that person will talk to you. You'll be in control of the conversation. You never have to be nervous. So you can meet famous people. You can meet wealthy people. You can talk to everybody, whether it's a five-year-old child or a 105-year-old person and everything in between because if you're asking questions, you're in control of the conversation. So who are you? What do you stand for? What What are your core values? Be that person and then Ask questions of everybody that you meet. You will be in control of the conversation. You can feel confident about every conversation that you're in and you'll learn lots of stuff. Could that be awesome? And what a great way to start every conversation rather than how are you, which is really boring. And if you you really want to have a boring conversation, that is a really great way to start. How are you? So I go with super duper doo, how are you? I'm sure you are amazing. And give me three reasons why you're amazing. Please be unique and different in your communication. Could it be a great idea to be genuinely interested in other people? And if you want to have confident conversations, could it be a really good idea to ask questions rather than talk and tell? What an interesting question. Super duper doo, how are you? I'm sure you are amazing. Woohoo! Ha ha ha!